Coming up on this episode, we're discussing gardening and Matt's collection of tomatoes. Plus, we cover the future of buffets, the secrets of Massachusetts, and our encounters with animal control. It's all starting for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 207, recorded May 20th, 2021. I beg your garden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm John Jennings, joined by the man with three green thumbs. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. How are you doing today? I am just, I'm blooming with excitement. Matt, how about yourself? The sun is shining, the the air is fresh, the grass is green, and uh, so it looks like summer is is right on the horizon. That's right, and that's why we're here to talk about the War of 1812. Matt, very relevant topic. Best war ever. Does anybody I, actually think that? I don't know. No. I'm sure there's some people out there. That's no, pretty, I mean, I guess it's interesting. The White House burned down in the War of 1812. It did. It did. What a shame. <laughs> um, but you know what didn't burn down our enthusiasm for gardening. So you're saying our enthusiasm for gardening did not burn down in the War of 1812? No, it didn't. It actually grew stronger than ever, much like the uh, plants that I have going in the garden in, of my uh, my home currently. Huh. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I guess that's sort of true. Matt, last week... We talked about ice cream, and that was a free-flowing discussion. But I think ice cream was something we both had experience with, it's fair to say. Tonight's topic you chose, gardening. Now, I have no experience gardening. Do you have experience gardening? I will say that I have some experience gardening. Okay, that's good. I can say that after successfully planting um several plants in my backyard um and having them not die yet, just yet it's already been a couple days and they they look great so technically i'm a gardener now right That's a reasonable that goal. you bake a cake you're a baker um you uh play an instrument you're a musician you you're, you're you're a garden hobbyist perhaps okay i'll take it i'll take it um, where where to begin? Where should we begin about gardening, buddy? You are in the driver's seat. Here, oh, okay. This is a dangerous place. So to I have I don't even I've got Here we go. no idea where to go. So so when when we're talking about gardening, um, gardening is believe it or not, Sean, one of the easiest things that anyone can do. It's so easy to be a gardener. It's it's like un it's unbelievable how easy it is. Can you cite your source on that? My source is I I didn't have to like for other things, like if my computer breaks down, for example, or if I have a problem with something else in the house. I usually have to like do a, a lot of research and read a lot, like a ton, about something in order to fix it. But with gardening literally dig a hole put the plant in the ground cover the plant and just you just sit and wait everybody should be a gardener and i don't think there's any excuse if you're not a gardener already i I mean matt i I don't want to accuse you of anything i don't think that's really fair of me i'm not in a position to do that that being said uh your experience gardening is just putting a plant in the ground do you have any like proof it like will live they're alive right now it's been a couple days and i haven't killed them so i'm a very successful gardener Uh at this moment in time my garden is very successful okay matt i'm rooting for you buddy i'm rooting for you what did you plant break it down for me all right so here we go first of all i did not know this but there are many different types of tomatoes so i planted tomatoes 
but I planted a, a, a wide variety. So here are the types that I planted. They have very interesting red. names. Most of them are red. Most okay. of them are red. Um, I planted two tomatoes of the Best Boy variety. They're called the Best Boy. Okay. Um, I planted one that's called the Early Girl tomato. So you have the Best Boy and the Early Girl? Two Best Boys and the Early Girl. The earliest girl. Huh. And and that's that's the first the first like quadrant of my garden. Uh, I've also got in there a um, a tomato, a cherry tomato, because who doesn't love a good you know, you'll snack cherry tomatoes? I have another tomato that I bought by accident called the German Queen. Um, I did not mean to get the German Queen. I was trying to buy a different kind of tomato, and I think somebody put it in the wrong section, and I didn't see the tag until I got home. So I ended up with this German Queen tomato that I that is in there. Uh, we also have the another accidental tomato called the Yellow Gallon tomato. These are not red tomatoes, Sean. These, believe it or not, these are yellow tomatoes. I think that means they went bad. Uh. I don't think so because they haven't actually bloomed yet. They're they're just it's just like a little a little uh it's just a little like uh stem. I just typed in yellow gallon and it came up with paint. So let me let me change that to tomato. Did you know that tomatoes are technically berries? Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, so are uh, cucumbers, I mean, eggplants, and bananas. Yes, I I really I really hate that fact, but it's true. It is true. Wild. Uh, it is the germinating floral part of the plant. So it's actually the um. It's actually the uh, I think it's like the like the 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 seed carrier, which is what a berry is essentially. It, it has all the all the little seeds in it. Hmm. So it's it's like the um, pollinated. Uh. A zygote. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yellow, I, the yellow gallons, which I think are also they also appear to be called uh, golden jubilees. I don't know if that's the same tomato, but they're interesting. They're yellow. I've never had a yellow tomato. Uh, but it would look pretty good, I think, in a chopped up in like a nice salad. Uh, and then I've got the the classic New Jersey tomato, the Rutgers tomato. Ah, yes, famously graduated from Rutgers. It did. It has its degree, uh, and it is on its way to Seton Hall. No, it's a uh, yeah, it's a New Jersey tomato. Did you know that Rutgers is one of the premier schools for um, biotechnology and for uh, things like um, plant cyber genetics. I had absolutely no idea. Rutgers is very big on that. That's why they, they made their, they literally gene splice their own tomato. I hope to be able to do that someday. That is a dream pig. That is a dream. That is a dream. Um, and I think that that wraps up the tomatoes. In addition to that, I've just got some basil in there, which was super easy to plant. Uh, the tomatoes took some effort because you have to dig like a wide hole for them. But the basil was like not very wide. So they're in there. They're doing great. Um, I planted some mint because I did see on the Internet they said mint is a natural insect repellent. Uh, Insects yes, uh, will stay away from mint. Yes. So if you plant some mint, then you should be good. Uh, it's a good thing to have around. Only problem is it grows like a weed. So it does. It will kind of like scatter all around. So you got to keep it under control there. Now, did you know that growing basil about 10 inches apart from the tomato plant will uh, increase your yield of tomatoes by about 20%? No, I didn't. But that's, that's see, that's good. That's That just makes sense, right? Because tomatoes and basil go together, like like, like on a nice pizza. Bruschetta. <laughs> um, exactly. Yes. Oh, that's, well, that's very exciting, Matt. Do you have any plans for what you're going to do with all these tomatoes? 
Uh, probably eat them and give okay. them away to people. I'm going right. to be, I, I have always wanted to be that person that when somebody, when you come over, that person that bothers you to like, look at their tomatoes. Like before you do anything else, we, oh, come on. We got to go in the backyard. You got to see these tomatoes. I always wanted to be that person. So now I can, I can fulfill that dream. Assuming that these plants don't die. But you know what, Sean? It don't, they, they, they cost like $3 at Home Depot. So if one dies, I'll just go buy another one. Matt, I love your disregard for life. Um, <laughs> that's what, apparently you can just buy life and just kill it as much as you please. That's cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, it is, uh, it is quite interesting. I broke my wife's trowel, by the way. Oh no. I used her little trowel to, I, I did a, a bad thing. I, I tried to, I was, I had, I was like putting the, the poles in like the tomato poles and I used the trowel as a hammer, which I don't recommend doing. Definitely My not number one do tip for gardening. Don't yeah, use no. the, tr the trowel as anything other than digging. Hmm. You're going to put the sticks in, you go get a hammer from your house. I was too lazy. I used the trowel and it broke. It shattered. And the Home Depot, lo and behold, they said they've been sold out of them for weeks. So I had to dig the rest of the hole, Sean, using my bare hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, planting is fun. I, I think I could, I could do this. I could see myself doing this every year. Matter of fact, I think like halfway through the year, I want to plant some squash. Okay. That way I'll have something to harvest in the when it comes like fall. Like those grow like crazy. You got to be careful. Yes, that's what I've heard. They flower quite a bit. You'll be drowning in those. But uh, down the line, I'd also maybe like next year I might do like a bed, like a small garden bed. Right now to I have sleep them. In? I have them up against. It's kind of a like a. It is a bed, but it's it's up against the fence, like toward the back of my house. There's like a fence. So I've got them growing up against the fence on poles. So someday, someday I would like to, uh, I would like to invest in like a nice bed. Only problem is that that will kill the grass in that area. So it's kind of, it's kind of a permanent thing, but it could be fun. It could be a nice, a nice thing. So, uh, this kind of goes along with our episode about beekeeping. Right? Remember we talked about beekeeping? We did on our For Dummies episode during the original March Madness. So if you listen to that episode and this one, you'll be ready to garden and you'll be ready to keep bees. Are you planning on keeping any bees, Matt? No, I, I don't think we're zoned for that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, don't, I think you have to probably have to live like really far apart, I'm guessing, from people. No, uh, we talked about it on the episode. You can have bees in cities. No, you're right. No, you're right. We did. We did. There's no so law I'm against probably, bees. Probably totally zoned for it then. Um, I don't know. I think I think it would be interesting. The only thing is though that I'm I'm very afraid that the high, the um that they will swarm. They'll turn on you. They'll turn on me. Yeah. Uh, if anything happens, I, I would be the person that would try to handle the queen and get like maybe a little too rough and maybe squash her, and then then there would be a there would be a rebellion in the hive. And I would be the target. I would be executed. Well, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Would not be good. So that that is that is the fear behind that. But it, it does seem kind of cool. YouTube stopped recommending me um, uh, beekeeping videos. But now that we're talking about it a lot, maybe they'll, they'll come back. Well, I was going to say, they probably stopped out of your own personal safety, is my guess. They, they heard what I was saying? They yeah. Like yeah, they're like... He, we should encourage shouldn't him. Shouldn't be to... around bees. It's no. not. It's not for him. We'll just keep recommending him video game stuff because he can't get hurt. Or That's hurt right. Others. <laughs> With that, yeah. Um, gardening is exciting. It's it's a thrilling. It's a very thrilling thing. Uh, I. I'm learning a lot about myself through it. It's very rewarding. Uh huh. I am learning that I, uh, even if I set my alarm, I still can't get up early enough to water in the morning. Um, you know, they have timers you can get. Yes. I'm looking into that, actually. I'm, I'm looking into, like, time sprinklers. That would be probably the best thing to do. Uh, so, yeah. 
that's that's so far that's what I'm learning about about gardening. You know what? It's a it's a process, and there's there's a lot to learn. Gardening is is not an easy thing. It's very complicated, and uh, you learn a little bit every day about it. Now, uh, Matt, have you ever uh, visited any? Uh, what, what would you call it? Um, Botanical gardens. There you go. That was that's exactly the term. Yes, any sort of uh, notable, famous gardens or or museum style gardens. Is I have, that interesting? As a matter of fact, I visited. I have visited a few. Uh, there is the famous botanical gardens in New York in the Bronx Zoo. I have visited uh, uh, the botanical gardens in Washington D.C. Those were probably some of my favorites because they have plants from all over the world there. And it's mostly indoors. So you can go like even when it's snowing out. That's fun. I've been to a, so many. Uh, this is definitely a, is like a lifelong a lifelong thing that my, my wife is really into is like flowers and different plants and gardening. So we, we go to a lot of gardens. Um, but they're, yeah, they're fun. Fun. Have you been to some? Have you been to gardens? No. No, Not I really. don't think I ever have. We'll have to take you to one. I, I would like to. I mean, I, I like can probably imagine what it's like. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers, they're cool. and they're nice. They're good to smell. Oh, I want I want to see if you got to see if we can find a hedge maze. Oh, I want some yeah. interactive gardens. That would be awesome. Let's look that up. I don't really know. If they, now, not corn mazes. Those are cheap. You're right. I don't want to. I want a legit hedge maze like fancy victorian style hedge maze the nearest hedge maze liverpool to me appears to be in there's one in staten island okay who wants to go there um oh north Brun, north uh north brunswick has one at rutgers rutgers garden hey the famous rutgers hedge maze we can check that out there's also wagner's farm which i have been to in warren new jersey we went to a Halloween uh, thing there. That was a nice little, they had like pumpkins set out. I guess, I guess they have a hedge maze in the summer. Uh, hedge maze near Sean's house. Just put one in the backyard, man. I think it'd be great. My, are, you my near, are, you, are you near Stowe at all? No. Is Stowe a town in your locale? No? No. Stowe, Mass? No. Other side of the state. That's okay. Wrong That's way. not that far away. Now, Matt, let me ask you a, a hypothetical question here, if I may. Yeah. You're talking about growing tomatoes. Are you growing any other vegetables, or are you just focusing on tomatoes this year? I've got tomatoes, basil, and I've got... I want to I do green beans. Okay. Green beans is the next step. Now, my hypothetical question was in, in the realm of fantasy, where you can grow any food in your garden. Maybe it's cans of beer or whole hams. Use your imagination. What food would you grow in your in your garden that you could that you could pick fresh out of the garden? That is a really good question, Sean. That is a really good question. It's a tough one. It, it, okay. I can go first if you need a minute to think. Yeah. I think that would be that would be good. I... Right now I'm leaning toward Mongolian beef, but go on. Uh, mm, all right, yeah, keep thinking on that. Uh, no, I uh, I want a muffin tree. I want a muffin tree, oh, and I okay. get fresh fresh made muffins, and just every morning, just go and pick them off the tree. Uh, that's yeah, uh, and would they be like nice and warm, and like like they're fresh baked? Absolutely, of course absolutely, they would. Okay. yeah. And then at different times of year, they're different flavors. That's that's okay. That's probably the best answer. I, mean, I think I, any baked I, good is probably. I would love a muffin. Yeah, a muffin plant. Uh, we could have it. There would be like an orange muffin plant. That's a callback to an earlier episode. <laughs> we would have a, a, a chocolate chip muffin plant. Blueberry Absolutely. muffin. A whole garden. Um, My wife's got actually, she's got a blueberry bush in the backyard. She's got a uh, a strawberry plant also. Wonderful. She's up, up, up on the, on the fruit, the fruit game. Uh, I think you're you're pretty. That's pretty good. A hard act to follow. Mine'd probably be similar. I'd probably have a donut tree. That's a good one. Yeah, donut. A donut plant would be. Uh, 
express like you can just go out there and pick any donut you want like right off the tree right off but, the vine but i like your idea of mongolian beef like i think a cooked <laughs> dish no like if there was like a big mac tree or something or like a uh well i wasn't i was actually thinking i think i was thinking about those skewers that they, you get at the buffet that are like i think they're chicken not beef but you get like those chicken skewers yeah i was just imagining going out and like picking them off of a like out of off of a vine like it's like a cactus has these like skewers of meat on them pointy skewers sticking out sticking them out yeah that's what i was thinking of remember buffets sean remember how they were a thing you know we should talk about that i've i've (laughs) i never was a big buffet guy growing up or or even as an adult i mean obviously we've been to buffets together um but I, i were you growing up like a big buffet kid i wasn't I no. really wasn't. Uh, but we ate we ate at home a lot. My my mom is a really good cook, and she would she would typically make our our meals. Um, it, it was a rarity if we ate out anywhere. Um, so I think a, a buffet was probably like a maybe a once a year thing, maybe as like a special occasion, as like a uh, end of the school year, graduation, maybe birthday. Like birthday, we usually could pick where we wanted to go maybe you could pick a buffet but no growing up i was not not a big buffet eater at all i wouldn't say i was a big buffet eater later on but when they're available you know it's it's it is a tempting uh prospect to just just completely lose your all of your your morals and your your dignity and just just have like an endless spree of 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 food and feasting I haven't been. I mean, I don't think anyone's been to a buffet in a long time. But I haven't been one into one in, uh, yeah, a very long time. Probably since Marist, I would think. Yeah, it's probably similar for me. I mean, I, I, you know, the thing I have about the thing I have about buffets is I don't like a Asian buffet because the foods just don't speak to me. I don't like the food mix in an Asian buffet. Something more like a an old country buffet or a golden corral or something that's a little more American foods focus is usually a winner for me. Now, did you ever eat at a Ponderosa and or Bonanza Steakhouse? No. So are, these, are, are those the Brazilian like Brazilian? No, okay. no, these are old. They opened. They started in the sixties. Okay. Uh, and it was funny. It's one of those. Do you know like checkers and rallies? Yes. Where it's like they were two separate businesses that had literally the same idea, and then eventually they merged. Oh, okay. Like, it's um, Ponderosa and Bonanza are the same thing. They both opened steakhouses and eventually merged, and now it's just the same idea, just in different locations. But they yeah. had a buffet. Um, Sizzler was the same way as well. If you, I know it's more of a West Coast thing, but um, where you could get menu items, but they also had a buffet. And uh, we would go there once in a while. There was a uh, a ponderosa down the road not too far and that was again more that american style uh you know carved meat um you know mac and cheese and mashed potatoes type of sides that's that's more my speed on bon yep ponderosa and bonanza steakhouses uh this looks yeah this looks good these these look like uh some you got some real american oh wow i think J- sean just looking at this makes me want to take a nap <laughs> yeah it's it's I'm wild link in the chat whoa it's uh yeah it is uh it's like a like a good night sleepy time mashed potatoes corn mac and cheese turkey yeah it's super uh super yeah. uh americanized so um this is that that's your kind of your style of uh of buffet and i think i would you know i think there need to be more buffet concepts are you familiar with sweet greens or sweet tomatoes i mean sweet tomatoes like the no the restaurant chain oh okay no i, I thought it, i thought we were talking about we were back on gardening it's on the west no. coast they actually went out of business during the pandemic but it was a soup oh. and salad buffet oh that I actually that that sounds like a like a neat concept, but I also can see how they like probably wouldn't have lasted. Yeah, it's really more of a lunch spot. I don't know how you really bring in a dinner crowd with that, but yeah. but again, that's I want that innovation in. Like, is there? I guess Cece's Pizza is sort of like that, but I would love like an all pasta Italian buffet. 
Yeah. Um, that... Those are good. I, I'm I'm kind of thinking of uh, I'm kind of thinking of CC's is the one that has like just pizza, right? It's like yes, yeah. So we would go to CC's once in a while uh, down in Virginia, and uh, that place was interesting because it was um, basically free to eat there. Like like when you <laughs> think about pennies. it in the long run, because you would you would pay like five dollars, and then you would you would get like you could have as much like as like children's pizza as you as you want um and uh they would have like dessert pizzas and like a and bottomless sodas it was it was an interesting place um i just felt bad for everybody that was working there i feel bad for pe- most people that work at buffets yeah uh and and part of it is i think it's just you get you get people that I guess can be very demanding or boisterous in a buffet. You also get the like I I kind of think when 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 I see the people replacing the trays and like taking them out and and putting new trays in, it's kind of like I feel I feel per and I'm not saying like people that are at buffets, but I feel personally kind of like a pig and like eating out out of like a feeding trough, and it's like. They're constantly changing it in and off, in and out, um, and then that's uh, that's like it makes me think about like why I'm uh, at a buffet. But it's it's definitely been a long time. I, do you think buffets will make a comeback, Sean? Um, I think they will. Um, I, do I think it'll be the same as it's always been? I don't know. I think it's going to be more like. Uh, pre-packaged things where it's like instead of scooping from a vat of mac and cheese it's like a little cup of already scooped mac and cheese or an employee will put it on your plate kind of thing Uh, but I just think the margins are so good in an all-you-can-eat restaurant and they're so simple to cook that um, I don't see that changing at all that's a good point yeah the uh, I think the the ingredients and the cost is is it's very cost efficient isn't it a buffet uh, for the owners, yeah, because again, you just make yeah. the same, whatever twenty in, things in over and over. Quantities, yeah. Um, it, yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah, but you think it'll be just like a different? There'll be it'll be like uh, arranged differently. Like uh, you might just yeah have a have pre scooped things and pre prepared things. I, more covered things, and again, it just wouldn't surprise me if you had like an employee with six or eight trays in front of them who scoop it and put it on your plate for you. So you're not touching anything, which frankly kind of like cafeteria makes more sense. Yeah. Um, It does. It does. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, Have you ever, have you ever heard of a, of a smorgasbord? I actually have. Uh, We went to one out in, Pennsylvania, the Shady Maple Smorgasbord. That's what I was going to bring up. I went there as well. The the famously oversized uh, <laughs> buffet. It is absolutely ridiculous. The, the the type of that. The um. Uh, just the the types of foods that they have, isn't it like unbelievable? Uh, the variety of foods. I just remember, just it's kind of overwhelming. But... It's it's obnoxiously massive, um, is is the thing. So um, anyway, just want to mention that. Should we talk more about um, gardening? Well, I was actually I was gonna say that you've got a hedge maze right by you, Sean. What? Uh, are you at all close to the Springfield Museums in Springfield, Massachusetts? I live in Springfield, Massachusetts, Matt. You sure do. Yeah. So I'm saying. If you go to 21 Edwards Street, you can go to the Dr. Seuss National Memorial Sculpture Garden. Yes, I know where that is. Do they have a hedge maze there? Apparently they have a hedge maze. I had no idea. Matt, you should come up and we could do a tour of the uh, Dr. Seuss Museum. I have not been. I would would really like to go. I'm a big fan. Big fan, big supporter of, of, of 
the Seuss. It's a it's a newer uh, museum. It's only been open for the last like three or four years. Um, obviously, uh, Doctor Geisel born in Springfield. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great. We can go to the Hedge Maze. Yes. Um, can we stop for some green eggs and ham on the way? This guy. I mean, just the quick wit on this guy. Oh, oh, oh my word. Uh, oh boy. You would not have them in a box. You would not have them in Springfield. In my socks. In the red socks. Yeah. God, Massachusetts is amazing. We should do a whole episode on Massachusetts. You know what? I'm I'm amazed we haven't already. So that would be we, pretty we great. Should. It's a, it's a cool. It is a neat state. I got married in Massachusetts. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. It was very nice. At a, ma- a mass wedding. Um. Lots of offer in Mass. Got a lot of uh, different, uh, like uh, stuff out there. A lot of different, like uh, mountains. You got you got the coast. Matt, we've got everything from the shores of Cape all. Cod to the skyscrapers of Boston, and nothing else. <laughs> that's just you're just that's just one part of the state, Sean. Surely, no. you've got a whole western part. No, we really worth don't. Exploring. Tell Many anyone not from Massachusetts Berkshire. you're from Massachusetts, and they say, "Oh, Boston," and I go, "Yeah." But you, but you, you're 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 from ski country, Sean. You're from where the uh, everybody. No, loves Vermont ski. is ski country. New Hampshire is ski country. We 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 pose as ski country. Um, I I don't know skiing, so I can't confirm or deny that. I do know that Massachusetts, that uh, Vermont and. New Hampshire are also popular ski destinations, but I'm sure people go to the Berkshires too. To, they to... do. No, but that, that's that's more of a summer and fall thing, really, than a ski thing, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you for the, the, the hiking in the mountains in the summer and camping and things like that, and then the, the leaves in the fall and those sorts yeah. of things. We should do that. We should... Uh... We should go camping. We, you know, we said that like every year for the past I know, five I know. Every, years. It's, and it's right around this time. Usually it's right around the summer. And then we never do. Anytime so you want. We should do it. We should Anytime we should do a, a camping trip to uh, somewhere in uh, in New England. Lots of beautiful places. No problem. And by the way, by, I'm assuming by camping you mean renting right Airbnb in the woods, right? Of like course, we don't ha- we don't have to yeah, actually was, camp. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, we would die. We would almost certainly die. If we did, did I tell you about the time we did that? Uh, no. I actually had a couple of the Maris folks up. We went camping up in near Williamstown, up in the Berkshires, at a state park. So it was, like, legitimate camping. Um, and I got there. You had to, like, book a minimum of two nights, but everyone was just coming for one. So I went up and set everything up, like, the day before and was going to sleep there by myself overnight. And I was in the tent, and I, I, I was by the fire. I had a little fire. It was just pitch black completely everywhere around me. And... Almost immediately, I hear, like, sticks cracking in the woods oh around me. And I immediately am like, what? So I have a flashlight. I'm, like, looking, and I don't see idea. I'm sure it's, like, a squirrel or something. Like, it's definitely not a big deal. But I'm like looking around, and I sit, and I'm like, my heart is racing, and I'm terrified. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's okay. It's going to be cool. And I hear another crack, and I run to the car, and I slept in the car overnight. Because I would have I... <laughs> driven to the nearest hotel and just left everything there. I was like, I was all was alone. There was nobody there. Because it's not a popular state forest. There was nobody there. And I was like, oh, no. I'm going to die. Don't blame you. Uh, not even a tiny bit. No shame at all. I would I would have uh, I would have absolutely run away. You know what? It's it's natural to run away. Like, you don't know what's in the forest. There's lots of crazy things in the forest. You say it might have been a squirrel, but it also just as easily could have been like a giant massive bear. Or it could have been like a like an eldritch monster. You like you don't like. There's lots of things. Out and there. I clearly taste very good. Yeah, yeah. Can't do anything about that. No. Like Mongolian beef. Like Mongolian <laughs> beef, which is a great band name. Uh, if that hasn't already been taken. Yes, great. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mongolian beef. Sticks of Mongolian beef. They can throw it out at the crowd as they perform. Um, I can see it. Matt, what else would you like to say? About gardening. Well, so far, gardening is pretty easy. 
Uh, I have plants that have not died. It has been a number of days, and they're all good. I, I understand that, like, uh, you have to, like, keep watering them and, and watching out for, like, diseases and things like that, but uh, all I have to say is um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll keep everybody updated on the uh, progress of my garden. And uh, hopefully you can come on by and, and get some tomatoes. I think I'm uh, going to have a lot of them. I'm probably going to be swimming in tomatoes. I, I got to tell you, when it comes to tomatoes, I absolutely hate them. So no thank you. But will this? Uh, will your garden finally convince you to get an Instagram? We The people have been begging. Well. How are you going to share the good news? You're right. I, I There's no way for me to humble brag other than this podcast. So I guess I'll probably have to get an Instagram and I can use it to take pictures of my garden. Um, if anything, and I, you I did even say create... before I needed a little hobby Instagram, like to keep track of the myriad things that I get myself into. So but what about like at Matt's garden? And it could just be an account for the garden. You don't have to share the rest of your life. That's true. That's true. That's uh, that's not a bad idea. Wow. Okay. See, yeah, I'm marketing, know, Matt. This, I'm trying to this, promote your garden. I'm trying to get word like, out. Like a new, like a new world for me. So and yeah, then, I, I could. The, I think I might, I might start out small though. I might just do one, one account for the gardening and for the, uh, what, what else? The baking and the, the other little things that I do. And then if, if one of them takes off and I'm, I'm getting really into one of them, I might, I'll migrate my photos over to the, to the garden only account something you get the spin-off brand i i love it mm. then the next step yeah. is going to be we've got to set up an outdoor camera so people can live stream and watch your garden as it grows you know those are those are kind of big right now like they're um I, I was listening to another podcast that was talking about this guy had a stream he had a he every it was on twitch and every evening he would like basically take his trash outside and dump it in the yard and he had a camera set up and it would film the raccoons and like hordes and hordes of raccoons would come and like devour this trash. And he re recorded it all and people would watch it. It was like really entertaining to them. So, yeah, no, I, I think that could be an idea. Something to think about. Yeah. Uh, raccoons are scary. I don't know. They're like they have thumbs. They do. They do. And they have like claws. I don't know. A little trash I haven't monsters. seen a raccoon here yet, but. Well, you're smart. You're keeping your trash covered. They're kind of, uh, they look cute at first, but then they're like, they could be mean. I don't know. Raccoons are one of those uh, animals where I see people online who have them as like domesticated pets. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like I get. This was a mistake. Well, I get there's some animals where I'm like, like a cow who like grew up inside of a house. Like, I'm not going to beef you too much because cows are like normally around people and on farms and stuff. We eat them for food and get milk from them and stuff like, but a raccoon is one of those things like, why would you have that? What is that for? Yeah. Yeah, it could be, uh, and then they could get rabies and they could like turn evil basically i don't think rabies turns you evil but uh <laughs> but yes close i guess i'm just looking i'm looking at i googled raccoon and then naturally one of the things that came up was like how to know if a raccoon is rabid and then it has like all these like really scary angry pictures of raccoons not being cute but being rabid and uh terrifying you know matt that's a great question a great conversation starter have you ever had rabies I have not. Okay. Thankfully, I am. I have been rabies free for my whole life. I have seen. I have actually seen a rabid raccoon before, though, in the wild. It was in my backyard, growing up. Uh, and that is an interesting story because we called. Um, it was, I was like a teenager. We called the um, animal control to come and get it removed. Animal control came. They shot the raccoon in our backyard, but they couldn't dispose of it because they said that is not what they do. Right. 
So they, they just left the dead raccoon in our backyard. And I think my dad put it in like a bag and had to drive it to the dump. So that was, uh, that was what happened. Um, but it's sad. It's a sad thing. I feel you got to feel for the raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Animal control, sometimes helpful, oftentimes, um, not. Have you ever had to call animal control? Um, yes, I did once. It actually is, is a semi humorous story, but, um, it was in the middle of winter and my neighbor's, uh, dog was outside in the cold and had been out for hours. It's not an outdoor dog. It's like a little chihuahua thing. Um, I've been out there for hours and hours and hours. It was getting late. It was like nine o'clock at night and it was going to be below freezing overnight. And we're like, if that dog is out all night, it'll die. Um, so I called, uh, well, I called animal control and they're like, that sounds like a police issue. Again, being helpful. Um, so they referred me to the police. The police came by and kind of gave me a shrug. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. Uh, and I'm like, I want you to like, cause the lights were kind of off in the house, but it looked like a TV was on or something with the lights off. So the cop goes up and knocks on the door and there's no answer. And I'm standing there with the cop, like on the porch. I don't know why he let me do that. But then he goes to like, try the doorknob and the door was unlocked. So the cop like opens it and is knocking police open it up. And there, lying on the floor in front of the TV was the guy in the house face down on the floor. Whoa. I thought he was dead. The cop thought he was dead. He was like, oh my God. Like we thought, we thought it looked like he had like fallen out of his chair and was dead. No, he was asleep on the floor. He had passed Whoa. out and he, he didn't seem like drunk or anything. I mean, the dude was very overweight. So I, you know, I don't know if he has health issues or something, um, but he was passed out face down on his floor and the cop like woke him up and was like, in retrospect, he probably should have called an ambulance, but he didn't. He was just like, hey, man, are you okay? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm okay. And he's like, you, you should bring your dog in. He goes, oh, yeah, sorry, I must have fallen asleep a couple hours ago. I'm really sorry about that. And then the cop just left, and that was the end of it. Wow. That was, that was, really, that was a riveting story, Sean. It was dramatic. It really was. The dude yeah. with, with, like, the TV on in a pitch black room, and this dude was this huge dude was just, like, face down on the floor. He looked dead. Um, and, um, me and the cop were standing there. Uh, it was, it was amusing. So that's when I called animal control. I thought this was going to be like, you saved the man's life because he was like, I gave him CPR or something. No, no. Unfortunately he just, I don't know if he fell asleep or what, but. At first I thought you were going to say that the, that the dog was out there and and like the pros or something. And I was like, Oh no. Well, it was heading in that direction. I'll tell you, it was really goddamn cold out. That was a very small dog. I think you say you saved the dog's life. I think. Well, I, I I may have saved the man's life. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe the man's too. Maybe the man's too. Uh, that was an interesting tale. Yeah, that was a funny one. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I have not had to call animal control yet. Knock on wood. I did have that bat issue, which I don't know. Did I talk about that on the pod, or did I just talk about that with you? I think we just talked about it. Yeah. So I had a I just had a bat. Um, I think it crashed into my house because. Um, my wife was going into the backyard to water her plants. She heard a loud screech from one of the bushes. I told her to not go back there. This is like probably five o'clock in the evening. Uh, so, um, the next morning or the next day, next afternoon, I should say, she's home from work. I'm still at work. I get a text. I found out what happened. I found out what was making the noise. Picture of a dead bat on our driveway. It was a small little brown bat. And so I, I just got home and I had to bury it with my shovel. So it is buried out there by the tomatoes. Not like not like on the tomatoes, not the same patch, but Well it's food for the tomatoes. In the area for the tomatoes, yes. The the grass what is it? The grass helps the antelope eat the lion eats the antelope and we're all connected in the circle of life. That that might be right. Yeah. That might be right. I think that's it. that's how it goes. So the tomato the bat helps the tomato eat. And then Matt the eats tomato, the tomato, Matt and then Matt the becomes a vampire. And... man. Yeah. Vampire, yes. You know, I was thinking about that, Matt. Maybe this is a good question to sort of start wrapping up the show on, very relevant to our gardening discussion. Do you think if a, if a man who was a werewolf bit a wolf, 
Do you think that wolf would turn into a man on a full moon? Wait, say that again? If a So if a wolf bites a man, man becomes okay. a werewolf, right? Is that how it goes? I think I think you're thinking of vampires. I don't No, 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 no. It, well, how do you become a werewolf? Is lichenism transferable among yes. humans? Is well, how else do you get it? I think that you're just born as a where isn't that the lore? I don't no. know the lore. I'm not I'm not up on the lore of werewolf, but No, I, it's absolutely I think, transferable. I think if you get So what was the second part of your question? Assuming that that is true, that 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 it, that like So if the idea is that a wolf or a werewolf bites a man, the man yeah. becomes a werewolf, right? Mhm. But if a, if a man who's a werewolf bites just a regular wolf, Oh, okay. Does it turn into well, a man? Sure. No, it would turn into a werewolf. Because a werewolf is a, is a. You're not. This is supposed to be amusing. You're not helping me out. No, here. I'm trying to. I'm trying uh. to get to the bottom of this. I'm trying to scientifically parse this out. I think, okay. I the werewolf to me is the cross point between wolf and man, right? So wolf on one side, man on the other. Man would come become werewolf here in the middle. But there are some mythologies where a man who's a werewolf can go all the way to wolf. All the way to wolf? Yes, you become a wolf when you're a werewolf. You become a wolf man. No, you can become a full wolf. Where? What mythology is this? Twilight? It's been. It's been. Yeah, well, in Twilight, but also in other movies and TV. Okay. Assuming that's true, I want you to find one source for me that Twilight. I just did it. One that's not. I just did it. Um, but now you have me curious. By the way, I, according I to Wikipedia, think werewolf transformation was like a virus. Like, um... well, Matt, I have here the Wikipedia page for werewolf. Various methods okay. for becoming a werewolf have been reported. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of real crazy shit in here, um, including a satanic allegiance. Um, yeah. Uh, See that? Divine punishment. Oh, this is interesting. Here, lycanthropy as a medical condition. Oh, that's a lot. There's a lot with that. Okay. Hmm. Uh, some doctors have suggested that rabies as the origin of werewolf beliefs claiming remarkable similarities between the symptoms of the disease and some of the legends. Uh, it also ties in like folk beliefs. I'm just, I just, I'm trying to find if it's contagious. Nearly every culture in the world, John, has had a, uh, some type of um, werewolf or werewolf-esque uh, well, cultural belief. Here you go. According to the Harry Potter, Potter wiki, in the Harry Potter universe, anyway, uh, lycanthropy is a magical illness known to be spread by contact between saliva and blood. Thus, when a transformed werewolf bites a human, the bit will become a werewolf themselves. All right. So in the world of Harry... Yeah, but also wizards can use spells to make their poop disappear. So I don't know. I don't know if I would take Harry Potter as the the gospel. I'm just saying you wanted another example. I'm giving okay. you examples. Right. What do you want You're from right. me? You're I right, didn't, Sean. I didn't invent you, this. You, you you fulfilled the the second you, you, you cited your sources. You did it. You did it very well. Uh yeah. Th- this just talks about like a lot of cultural things. Um, and I'm assuming you're right, also, because if werewolf, if like that that um, like uh, lycanthropy has a medical origin in rabies and rabies is contagious then i think therefore we have our answer so aha uh-huh. in dungeons and dragons a werewolf uh, one of the actions is bite uh it is a melee weapon attack plus four to hit reach five feet uh if the target is humanoid it must succeed on a d12 constitution saving throw or be cursed with werewolf lycanthropy from a bite I miss when we used to play the. Yeah, I think that we was should get back to it. a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time. It was, but it was fun. We had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, good times. It was a hoot. 
it was a hoot. Matt, tonight I think we've talked about everything but gardening. Uh, are there, do you have any other gardening thoughts uh, that you'd no. like to share? I have, I have exhausted all of them. Uh, I will, I will keep everybody updated, and I think, I hope that gardening will go, will go well. But we'll see. It's not I, easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Gardening is very hard. I would say I believed in you. <laughs> if I did, but I think you can do it. Uh, you're going to yeah. be great. All right, cool. Thank you. I appreciate the confidence. Going to have so many tomatoes, you won't know what to do. If anyone's looking for tomatoes, hit us up up for debate TV at gmail.com. Maybe that could be a contest win Matt's tomatoes. Sure. I mean, I'll, apparently, I'll be drowning in tomatoes pretty soon if the internet is to be believed. Well, we can look forward to that. Uh, we're going to start to wrap it up here, though. Up for debate.tv is our website. You can go there, get all the past episodes, which you definitely should. And of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We're on every major platform. I mentioned the email. You can also follow us at up for debate TV at Gmail. Uh, up for debate TV on Twitter. You can follow us there. Uh, also, make sure to check out Don't Panic over at don'tpanic.io. Myself, Colby, and Dan every week are talking tech. Uh, and there's a lot going on in technology these days. Those are some fun episodes uh, over at don'tpanic.io or wherever you get podcasts. Just search Don't Panic. One of these days, I'd like to jump on Don't Panic, and I would like to talk to you about uh, digital card collecting. Oh, abs- Matt, listen, the, the door is permanently open for you. So any uh, yeah, any Monday night, you you come on down. We'd love to. We want to. We want. We get all want all kinds of perspectives on the show. I also kind of want to talk about Kid Picks. Remember that game, Kid? Picks? I do remember Kid Picks. Absolutely, that was That's something we could talk about. That was one of those. Um, one of those old Mac. Did you do it on a Mac? No, I, d- no, I that... didn't use a Mac at all. I think until high school. But why was it? Was it like made for Mac? Was it like better on Mac? It was originally released on Mac uh, okay. before it came to Windows. After that, but um, but it, you know, a, a lot of kids of a certain generation of our generation had those like bubble color iMacs. Mm-hmm back in the day with like the puck mouse and it would be kid picks. It would be Oregon trail. It would be um, a certain collection of software that every kid played um, kid picks, certainly among them. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm remembering those, those computers. I, I've seen them in like magazines and things. They were different colors, right? Different. Like Absolutely. With that, uh, that, that nice clear plastic, mm. um, outline um you know the bubble the bubble in that clear uh clear color very cool classic computers yeah yeah we gotta I, we gotta chat we'll we'll i'll be definitely would, would like to uh would like to pop in for an episode or two what a treat that would be i'd love nothing more than that uh matt this has been wonderful we're going to be back next week with more wonderful up for debate Until then, that'll do it for us tonight. He's Matt. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another great episode of Up the This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.